on Dr. Ron here on the show, Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, with episode 238. So happy to have you, uh, and as the song said, last Christmas, I can't believe a year has passed already. Another year on Block Talk Radio, another year of our life. Uh, someone said to me, if getting old, uh, they never realized getting old would happen so fast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. With an attitude of gratitude, I appreciate your listening each and every week here uh, to uh, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. We really appreciate it. You have really made our show grow. Uh, and we really appreciate when you go back and, and listen to an archive show because every time you do that, a donation is made to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Southwest Florida. So if you care to listen to a archive show, you go to blogtalkradio.com. Just type in Dr. Ron in the search box. It'll take you to all 238 podcasts. So thank you so much for that. Uh, it's really appreciated. I hope everyone has had a great holiday. hope you're keeping your sugar under control so you're not getting that sugar high and getting too much insulin produced in your body. But before we go on, ladies and gentlemen, I have to read something that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice. It should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So as I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I had been on a uh, two-week break from uh, uh, podcasting and uh, spending time with uh, friends and family. And uh, there's just so much information out there. I just couldn't really take a couple of weeks off without getting some of it out to you. And uh, you know what this this week is, especially with this week with all the pharmaceutical ads on television, it doesn't you can't go by a day without hearing twenty or twenty five of them. So I hope you're having a wonderful holiday, also with your family and friends. And uh, while you may have decked your halls with boughs of holly. Bells points out is there are certain herbs that are really associated closely with the meaning of, of this Christmas holidays. And one most especially I want to talk to you about is frankincense. Any cons- uh, and when you consider what modern science is now telling us about the benefit of this amazing plant, it looks like the gifts carried by the three wise men had more to do with health than with wealth. Frankincense which is actually a resin of the Boswellia tree, is a powerhouse natural remedy, ladies and gentlemen, and we're learning more things about it each and every day, especially how it can kill cancer cells. And the best part is you don't have to travel halfway around the world to take advantage of this healing herb. Boswellia is a true miracle, ladies and gentlemen. It's a gift from Mother Nature. It has known potent, anti-inflammatory ability. It can boost your immune system. It can relieve asthma symptoms and arthritis pain and fight infections and prevent and treat other autoimmune diseases. 
It really is a gift from Mother Nature. And when combined with an, another compound, which is very powerful, and we've talked about it a lot on this program, curcumin, remember that comes from the turmeric spice, it becomes what some people call the holy grail for preventing colon cancer. And that's not all. Boswellia has been found to be an effective treatment for many types of cancer, as well as a remedy for the side effects of cancer treatments. And this Boswellia, remember, it's also known as frankincense, has been prized for its healing power since ancient times. That's probably was why it was one of the, the gifts that the three wise men brought to the manger so very long ago. So several years ago, researchers at Baylor University Medical Center found in a laboratory study that in just two days, tumor, tumor growth was reduced by a combination of both curcumin and boswellia. Remember, remember boswellia is frankincense. That dynamic duo, not Batman and Robin, but frankincense and, frankincense and curcumin, also curbed the toxic effects of chemotherapy, making smaller doses of chemo more effective, and activated drugs in certain types of colon cancer patients that had a gene mutation specific to them. Unlike most prescription medications, however, both of these substances are known to be extremely safe. There's been other experimental research that has found that compounds in uh, Boswellia called AKBA can effectively kill ovarian breast and prostate cancer cells. Remember, these are done in the lab, but it's still very positive research. So scientists have uh, become so interested in this plant that researchers at the Medical University of South Carolina are currently conducting a study to test the powers of Boswellia on women up to stage 3 breast cancer, as well as patients with both early and advanced colon cancer. So now they went from the lab to actual treating patients. Where can you find this? You can find it just about any place, but ladies and gentlemen, please be sure you select one that's made using gum resin and also list a standardized percentage of AKBA. So you want to look for gum resin and AKBA on the label. Okay, so it's uh, it, interesting that some natural treatments are out there again after being rediscovered by our today's wise men. So I wish you a happy holidays with that information because we all, we've heard a lot about this over the years, but maybe you never knew much about it. Well, geez, we have some people on the line here. Oh, I see Dr. Dan called in. Let me uh, see what, what he's doing here. Is that you, Dr. Dan? No, it's not me. Hi, Ron. How are you, Dr. Ron? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. How are you? Merry Christmas to you. I didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday. It was crazy running around. Couldn't get to everybody. We didn't get to each other. So happy uh, Merry Christmas and a holy one to you and every one of your family. Excellent. Good good to have you. Good to see you on board here. Ladies and gentlemen, today's topic, uh, we do have a topic, and we'll hit that somewhat today. Nothing really in depth, but we're going to talk about longevity, and and I'll tell you why I'm going to talk about longevity. Uh, Let me just... uh, Because of pop. (laughs) Well, my father is is definitely uh, uh, has a longevity gene. He's in his 101st year and really doing well. Uh, had a great day yesterday with family and friends. 
But I thought I'd bring this up because life expectancy fell for the second straight year in a row. Now, this is unheard of. Life expectancy in the United States fell for a second year in a row in 2016. And the author of this article said it's clear the epidemic of drug overdoses is to blame. Think about that. Drug companies make these powerful opioid drugs and doctors prescribe them, and maybe they're the cause for the life expectancy in the United States to fall. So overall, life expectancy for a baby born in 2016 fell to 78.6 years. Okay? That's a decline of a tenth of a percent. At the same time, mortality from drug overdoses rose by 21%. This was the first time life expectancy in the United States has declined two years in a row since declines in 1962 and 1963. So I've always made the point that people, more people are living to an older age, but we have not extended life. We don't have a lot of 120-year-olds, and we should. Our, our joints and uh, our biochemistry is made to uh, have us last 120 years. So we have more people making it to 100, but we don't have overall life extension. So I guess this, this, this report says, quote, and this report shows the decline in life expectancy occurred despite an overall decline in U.S. US mortality. So even though mortality rates are decreasing, life expectancy did not increase. Think about it. So life expectancy is affected by mortality rates, but other factors also influence mortality rates, including age of the overall population. So sometimes life expectancy can go down even if mortality also falls. The number of people who died, not the rate, the number of people who died went up in 2016. More than 2.7 million people died in the United States that year with a total of 31,618 more deaths than in 2015. And drug overdoses accounted for a large proportion of these these deaths. The Institute found that 63,600 people died of drug overdoses in 2016. The majority of these overdoses were unintentional. I don't know what that means. I'm trying to figure out where the team came up with that. The majority of these overdose deaths were unintentional. Does that mean they were given drugs by physicians and uh, were given the wrong instructions on how to take them? I'm, I'm not sure how to interpret that. So as other... As in other countries, though, American men die younger than women. A male life expectancy fell from 76.3 in 2015 to 76.1 in 2016, while female life expectancy stayed steady at 81.1. So it's like the old Alan King skit, you know, outlived and outlived by the wife. Uh, the wife said, <laughs> do outlive us. And that's it. So where are the large, the U.S. life expectancy? U.S. life expectancy does not stack, stack, stack up well, ladies and gentlemen, to other rich countries. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development keeps an index of this, and the U.S. falls between Chile and Turkey 
in terms of average rates of life expectancy behind Britain, France, and Greece. So where are the longest life expectancies? Iceland, Switzerland, and Japan. And who has the lowest life expectancy rate? Happens to be South Africa. We also don't really rate well with infant mortality. We're always, we're always down at the bottom, even though we spend the most in the developed world. So in 2016, 23,161 babies under the age of one died in the U.S. That was 294 fewer than 2015, but general, just too much. So Dan, were you, would, are you familiar with any of those numbers? Uh. What what I'm trying to figure here is, are they counting the abortions that are being done? That's a baby's is death. That, this is death. This is death that's being done to children who don't ask for it. Right. Exactly. Okay, now, is but, that dropping the um, the number of years that people live in the United no, no. States? No, because, because it's they're this throughout the world, I know. So so they're not taking that, that into consideration in this particular case. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. We're just looking at people dying from diseases and so forth. That that's, and overdoses uh, and overdoses of unintentionally taken drugs. Now that that's the part that when I, I, I have to get my hand on the whole study. What do they mean by unintentionally overdosing? I think That's they. I, I think. Excuse me. I I think they mean that the addicts get so tied up with the drug that they keep taking more and more, thinking it's going to help them. They don't intend to kill themselves, but they take so much of it that they don't know they're taking an overdose. That's that's what I interpret from that. Now I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, but I mean that's one interpretation of it, and, and we have to we have to get the answer get the answer for that. The other thing that gets to me is if we're talking about health and we're living longer, we're going to live longer, you listen to these advertisements on television, by the time you get finished with the advertisement, everybody's smiling and they're telling you you're going to die from every, every side effect you could possibly think of, and yet you get all these advertisements of these restaurants and so forth, and they're advertising all this unhealthy food. All the sweets and the ice cream, which I love myself, i got to be honest, I have to fight it, um, and the caramel and the chocolate and all this other stuff. Um, I think people are eating more of this because they see it constantly on television and subliminally it's getting into their system. And then they go out and buy it. And then they take their medicine on the side and then it all kind of uh, comes together and you come out with the figures that you come up with uh, here with 76.3 and 81.1. What, what do you think of that idea, Ron? Well, I think I think our diet has a lot to do with it. We'll, we'll talk about that. I have that in my notes to talk about a little later, what, okay. what we can do to live longer. But uh, I wonder if our listeners have ever heard anything about the Blue Zone. Anybody here heard about the Blue Zone? The Blue Zone? Have you zone? heard about places... We're, we're living well beyond 100 is the norm, not the exception. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, that's the blue zone. Right. In some locales, people just seem to live longer, Dr. Dan. Yeah. And this it's not only – we're not talking about remote tribes in the Amazon rainforest. 
Researchers have dubbed these longevity capitals. That's where they came, that's where this term blue zone came from. They're longevity capitals. They're places around the world where celebrating a hundredth birthday in good health isn't such a big deal. But guess what? These people have something in common. And something you can do as well no matter what your age. And this brings us back to what Dr. Dan was saying. Dr. David Katz has been studying this for a long time about what's going on in these blue zones. He said they live an enviable standard because, and Dr. Katz, ladies and gentlemen, he's the president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, and he's the founding director of the Yale University Prevention Research Center. So the man has some great credentials. This longevity mystery hasn't been completely solved, but one thing Dr. Katz found is that these fortunate people share a way of eating that, here we go, few achieve. That's a diet with plenty of whole grains, veggies, fiber, and lots of fish. Yeah. Okay, and now he's not talking about driving to the nearby fast food place for lunch or dinner. So where are these people, where are these places in the world where people have the time to eat like that every day? In their own homes. They're all over the globe, including one location right here in the United States. There are places like Greece, Okinawa, Japan, Costa Rica, Loma Linda, California. And Blue Zone inhabitants don't just live longer, they live healthier. A lot healthier, Mm. according to Dr. Katz. They have active and full, full lives. Okay, so... Again, getting back to diet that Dr. Dance just started to bring up, how can we take a leaf from their eating habits? For starters, one kind of fare which fills the bill that we're all very familiar with is the Mediterranean diet. Right. That diet consists of a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, consists of fish, small amounts of meat and milk, and not too many sweets. But... You can also take some tips from other locales. For example, beans and yams, they're favorites in Costa Rica. Rice and fish are are favorites with residents of Okinawa, Japan. They enjoy them every day. The people in Okinawa, Japan also cut up meat and mix it into a stir-fry to make sure they have a complete dish that's not overwhelmed by protein and the old standard olive oil which you can use liberally in your cooking, just like they do in Greece and Italy. Other common habits of some of these Blue Zone people include using healthy spices. And we started off by talking about turmeric, ginger, as well as the consumption of cashews. But probably one of the most interesting findings is that in almost every Blue Zone person that was studied, they enjoy a moderate amount of wine. And they do so regularly. That so, sounds good to me. Yeah, well, we don't have to move to these these locales to take advantage of these findings. Because if eating this way seems hard, especially if you don't have a lot of extra time to spend in the kitchen, remember this. Blue Zone people, on average, will reach 100 at a rate 10 times greater than the, than the average American. And as Dr. Katz said, quote, they live long. They prosper and check out peacefully, and that's as good as it gets. So what's the take-home? A good Mediterranean diet, olive oil, some regular use of wine, not to be overdone, 
not too much protein, and you don't have to be on a no-carbohydrate diet. Just make sure your grains are non-GMO. So basically what we've talked about all year, Dr. Dan, a good Mediterranean diet. From where we come from, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the average age in Italy is, but but I guess it must be higher in the areas where they do follow the Mediterranean diet. They really follow it. Exactly. I think I I, I don't have that note in front of me, but I talked about a couple months ago. There's a town the just outside of Naples where the people regularly live to over a hundred. So uh, yeah, it, it's oh, a that's matter where of that place in Naples, right? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, what kind of foods do you think people should eat for longevity? Any ideas? What what kind of food? Well, to live for a long time. What 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 what, what foods? Well, obviously organic grains, right? Oh, organic, organic non grains. non non-GMO. You want to keep away yeah. from the GMOs. Um, exactly. You were saying the whole the whole grain healthy stuff. If you can grow it yourself, like we're trying to do here, that would be even better. Uh, fish, you mentioned. If I'm saying anything wrong, just stop me, Doctor Ron. Um, fish, the fish, the whole grains, protein, but and but not to uh, uh, an overabundance on um, not too many cannolis. And Spiadels. There you go with the <laughs> refined sugar, right? Refined sugar, which is very hard to avoid during the holidays when you go somewhere and someone hands them to you. What do you do? You eat them. <laughs> and that brings us back to the basics, though, of really drinking a lot of good pure water. Okay, right. stop clean water, water that has been sodas. filtered. Yeah, exactly. Because. There's there's some studies that I have in front of me that say that state that when you're well hydrated, you can counteract many common ills, even wrinkles on your face and reducing blood clots. So you do definitely want to stay hydrated. And some people say that it improves your cognitive function. Okay, so staying well hydrated with uh, filtered water and certain types of tea and coffee. They can have health-promoting effects. Green tea, for example, has been shown to lower the risk of heart disease when consumed at least three times a week. Drinking four, uh, four or five cups of green tea daily has also been shown to promote weight loss. Coffee is, a, is a interesting. Uh, it can do more harm than, than good if consumed in excess, especially if you add sugar and artificial sweeteners, etc. But it has a lot of redeeming qualities, including associated with longevity. Research suggests coffee can lower your risk of type 2 diabetes, Parkinson's disease, dementia, stroke, certain cancers. Okay, so coffee is also a very highly uh, sprayed drug, a lot of of chemicals, so you want to try and get some good organic coffee. So you want to try and make sure your coffee is organic. Right. Because as I said, coffee tends to be heavily sprayed with pesticides. Ideally, what is, if you live in an ideal world, use a whole bean black coffee. The darker the roast, the better. And then, because and then, uh, um, uh, grind it yourself. Make yeah, because sure they say roasted sure coffees are higher in neuroprotective agents than green coffees. Isn't that amazing. Okay. No, that that is amazing. What about decaf now? If you get the same coffee and it's decaf, 
and it has well, there's, there's and, uh, studies on that. The problem is, is what the chemicals they use to take the caffeine out. Now, if they don't they, use if they don't use the chemicals, if they just use the natural water to take it out, like they say, uh, Folgers said they they use natural decaffeinization, which gives them a 99.9 percent caffeine-free coffee. I don't know. This is what it says. So if I'm going to drink a decaffeinated coffee, I'll drink a Folgers, and I won't buy anything that's been decaffeinated with a chemical. I think the chemical's melamine. I'm not positive. But it's poisonous, whatever it is. It's not good for you. Right. So you're right about that. All right. So how about nuts, berries, and snacks? Oh, excellent. A lot. A 30-year study found that people who regularly ate one ounce of nuts at least seven times a week were 20% less likely to die for any reason compared to those who avoided nuts in their diet. Eating nuts at least five times a week corresponded to a 29% reduction in mortality risk due to heart disease. How about that? And raw raw nuts are great. They're an excellent source of healthy fats, ladies and gentlemen. And they also contain plenty of valuable vitamins and minerals. They make a great snack. And are all nuts created equal? Well, not in the human race, they're not, but uh, favorite nuts among uh, longevity uh, advocates are macadamia pecans, as they provide the highest amount of healthy fat while being uh, on the lower end of t- uh, in terms of carbohydrates and protein. So macadamia nuts and pecans. Well, you mentioned something, Dr. Dan. You mentioned chocolate. Oh, chocolate is excellent. Dark chocolate. Yeah. You know over, why? Over 70%. Uh, it's it, It's got to have over 70% of true dark chocolate in it, and you want to keep the sugar down as much as you can. Well, and, of course, you don't want to overdo it. <laughs> if you stick when you start with dark eating chocolate, chocolate, you want more. If you stick with dark, dark chocolate, Dr. Dan, gut bacteria will break down and ferment its components, turning them into anti-inflammatory compounds that will benefit your health. Right. I bought 90% uh, the other day, and I liked it. There you go. It's, it's not bad. It's just like coffee. You mentioned coffee about putting the, uh, the milk in the coffee and the sugar. I got away from all of that. I worked on it till I, I drink black coffee. That's it. And that is the healthiest way you could drink the coffee. You agree with that, Dr. Ron? I do, and but I, I came up with another thing, too, with coffee. If you put a okay. little coconut oil in there, it is oh, really high test. Oh, that's a good test. idea. Coconut oil is good. It, yeah, it really, really uh, makes it high test and, and really uh, gets, that, gets those nutrients absorbed. It really works well. I never thought of that, but that's very healthy. I'm going to give that a try. As far as nuts, nuts go, um, someone mentioned that if you eat cashews, your memory gets better. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Cashews and but walnuts. Because the walnuts look like your brain. Cashews and walnuts right? is true then. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cashews and walnuts. Okay. And, and and we as we've been talking about, we've been sold a bill of goods on keeping the fat down. And it's really important to have uh, healthy fats in your diet, like salmon, avocado, and coconut oil. Wild-caught salmon, okay, if you look for Alaskan salmon or sockeye salmon, don't get uh, right. stuck right. by Atlantic salmon, right? 
Right. Don't buy farm salmon. Uh, right. And when I go into a restaurant, I'll I want to have salmon, and I'll ask them. <laughs> they don't know a lot of times, so I'll say, "What else you have?" Because they say, "No, this is wild Alaskan salmon." Well, I'll take their word for it, and then I'll I'll buy it. But you you want to get that wild Alaskan sockeye salmon? You're absolutely right on that. And coconut oil, you know, you know, half the fat content in coconut oil is lauric acid. And why is that important? Because your body converts that to monolaurin, which is antiviral, antibacteria, and antiprotozoal. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, 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 there's the colloidal silver in, in, in the oil. Jeez. Yeah. And you know what, Dr. Dan, the reason why they, they have been putting uh, coconut oil in coffee is because of the medium-chain fatty acids. They are immediately converted to energy. Immediately. That's a great idea. So that's that's why I started trying it when I read about it, and it works great. And you can add it to smoothies too, uh, any or any dish that uh, calls for butter or oil. You mean I can put it on my uh, frozen yogurt, right? <laughs> that's right. Slow, slow, slow that sugar <laughs> being absorbed. The ice cream yogurt—it'll <laughs> decrease the uh, the absorption of sugar. Huh? There we go. <laughs> Do you like veggies? <laughs> Like broccoli? Sure. Oh, 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 I do, especially if they're made properly. I love them. Well, eating broccoli to cook protects its nutrients. Broccoli sprouts are nutritionally powerhouse. Powerhouse. Sunflower seeds. Mm -hmm. Just great to have in your diet. Cabbage is probably among the most potent medicinal foods available. Okay, most uh, there's a lot of people that live a long time that have uh, cabbage as a regular part of their diet, at least two or three times a week. Uh, it helps. It helps. It has compounds that prevent cancer. It has antioxidants, anti-inflammatory compounds. Uh, eat it raw, lightly cooked, fermented, but but cabbage is a good part of your diet. So you can eat cabbage raw, also, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And my and wife all makes a comes- good cabbage, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. She's doing good for you. Yeah. So controlling inflammation, that's why we we talked about these foods. These All these foods control inflammation, and controlling inflammation is key to longevity. It really is, ladies and gentlemen. Inflammation is the base of, uh, at the base of most chronic diseases. And when we talk about heart disease in the coming month uh, and, and the, the, about putting stents in your heart, you'll see that it's really the inflammation has to be controlled. So the key to reducing chronic inflammation in your body starts with your diet. And there's a vast number of foods, as we just talked about, that can you can, you can use to, uh, that have anti-inflammatory activity. Replace your processed foods with real foods. It can make a great difference in your overall health and weight. And it could determine how long you live. So I think mm. that's important for you, ladies and gentlemen. So, Dr. Dan, uh, you had a good holiday with your family? Oh, yeah. We we had a terrific time. We went over to some friends, and they invited us over, and uh, we had a, a good time. They uh, they did have some, some things. Most of, the, most of the food was healthy, I have to be honest with you. We tried to eat healthy food. Uh, we had some red wine. There you go. There you and go. some Bailey's Irish cream. How's that sound? 
I couldn't resist it in the coffee. You know, the the compound in red wine is Reservatrol. Right. That's anti-inflammatory. Do you know which grape has the most Reservatrol? The Reservatrol grape? No, I don't know. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. More than than, uh, any other red wine. So Pinot Noir and wine is good for us then? Yep. Okay. So let me close out this segment before we go further with a with a story I heard. My my neighbor who I golf with, he recently picked a new primary doctor, and after he went there for a couple of visits and had exhaustive uh, laboratory tests, uh, he thought he was age fifty five. He was doing fairly well for his age. So the doctor said, you're doing pretty good for your age. But he said, I'm 65. He was a little concerned about that. So he said to his physician, the concierge type of doctor, do you think I'll live to be 80? So the concierge doctor said, well, do you smoke tobacco? Do you drink beer? Do you drink wine? Do you drink hard liquor? He said, of course not. I'm not doing drugs either. So he said, uh, the doctor asked him, do you eat ribeye steaks and barbecued ribs? He said, not much. My four, He said, the doctor I had before you said all red meat is really unhealthy. So the doctor asked him, do you spend a lot of time in the sun? Do you like playing golf? Do you like to boat, sail, hike, or bicycle? He said, no, I don't do that. The doctor said, well, do you gamble? Do you drive fast cars? Do you have a lot of sex? He said, of course not. The doctor <laughs> said, why the heck do you want to live to be 80? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's not enjoying life at all. <laughs> right. Why Why do you care how long you live? You're not, not, not enjoying anything. By the way, um, you mentioned <laughs> that, that, that's a good one, Ron, that I can pass yeah. on to people. Um, uh, there might be, right before, I didn't get a chance to take all my vitamins today, and uh, I, I, I take a Reservatrol uh, capsule every day. Okay. But as you know, it's always best to take the natural product. So. But that's, that's and I have some red wine later not. with dinner. That's bad. There you go. You hit it double. I, I, I get it double. This is Dr. Ron, uh, where we have a program, a podcast that we have been. This is number 238. Uh, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry are, have been here with me the past year. The program is four years uh, uh, old, and uh, we are really enjoying bringing you uh, medical information. I, uh, just a word for uh, son number one. Dr. Ron Repesey has a uh, cryo. Uh, center in Naples and now has one in Fort Myers. He has the only nitrogen open chambers that are medically supervised. And when you talk about inflammation, these nitrogen chambers can get down. Uh, they get really cold. He averages about minus 270 degrees Fahrenheit for a three-minute treatment. Anti-inflammatory, get your endorphins going. Uh, people with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, post-surgical uh, uh, joint replacements are having Tremendous fast recovery using the uh, cryotherapy as part of their uh, physical therapy program. Back pain patients are just uh, responding well. He recently had some uh, patients in that had neuropathy uh, from from diabetes, treated by well-known physicians in the area, not getting any relief on a lot of drugs. Uh, After one treatment, uh, there's a a post on cryotherapy Naples, You'll see this gentleman. He said he felt so good he bought 12 more treatments to make sure that it stays well. So uh, 
Let me just run a little ad that he has on the radio, and then we'll, Dr. Dan and I will come back, and uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, longevity and some. We're going to talk about some things we're going to talk about next week. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. And ladies and gentlemen, if you call that number, you'll find out that there's a second uh, office now right near Daniels uh, Parkway near the Gulf Coast Hospital. And uh, he'd be glad to see you. Consultations are always free with him. So, Dr. Dan, uh, between prolotherapy and cryotherapy, uh, there are options to surgery and, and things that have to be done before you uh, submit to the knife. So uh, that's why we, that's why I keep bringing him up. And Dr. Sergio has agreed to come on again next year. He's, he said he, he loves to speaking on our podcast. And uh, I referred a, another client to him who just responded fantastically for back pain. Uh, they were going to do surgery. Uh, he, he said no, and Dr. Sergio just uh, has that man playing golf and doing everything right now. You're kidding so, me. No, it's really great. That's yeah. great. It's uh, it's it's every it's, it's it's something that you have to try before you submit to the knife or even an epidural because there are too many epidurals, all the steroid in there, it's going to just degenerate your bones. So uh, we'll have Dr. Sergio on again. Just a tremendous guy, and, and he's been doing it for a lot of years. As I so, mentioned, when he uh, when uh, right before the hurricane, when he worked on my wife, uh, he did take uh, the the uh, the areas that he worked on. Uh, one time, she got tremendous relief in her neck and so forth. So it it does work with the prototherapy. Yeah, been around for a long time. And even cryo's been around for over 100 years, just now being popular, popularized. Now, I mean, guys like Ronaldo, the soccer player, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather when he trains, they all bought their own units uh, so they can have them right at home. Wow. And the Bronx has one. Yeah, he bought a unit. Well, I guess when you have millions of dollars, you can do anything you want, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> they make a few bucks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so some practical advice, ladies and gentlemen. If you get a chance, go for a walk in green spaces. You, you could actually live longer. Get in touch with Mother Nature. We talked about grounding or earthing. You can look that up, grounding or earthing. Dr. Steve Sinatra a well-known cardi- cardiologist talks about that a lot. Uh, get those uh, electrons flowing between you and Mother Earth. Uh, can help you with blood circulation. Keep your blood from getting uh, uh, thick. Uh, and, it's, and and you know what? If you take the right wa- 
right walk, it can uh, bust your stress. And we've talked about diet. And, and, and the Mediterranean diet has really withstood the test of time. It's because it is associated with a longer lifespan. It's packed with anti-inflammatory foods. And as we said, inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases. One thing, though, I, I, I do want to question you with is that's this canola oil. Okay, please avoid that. It is not a vegetable oil. It's genetically modified. It's partially hydrogenated oil. Uh, you just want to make sure you don't get canola oil. I, I see some restaurants, they pride themselves in saying we've replaced our oil with canola oil. That's really a bad thing. and can really flare up your arthritis. Okay? And it's good for your car. And, That's what it's good for. It's yeah. good for the crankcase. <laughs> don't you put go. it in your body. Right. right. Uh, great advice, ladies and gentlemen. And exercise, you know? You know, get your meat off the seat, as we said in the early days of uh, this podcast. Okay, uh, you, you need to get out and walk. You don't have to be running like I used to do with a good friend of mine. You don't have to run, but you know, you, you get out there for an hour and a half a week total. Not, not, not asking too much, especially if you're down here in, South, in, in Southern Florida, or we, we can get out. But you got to keep moving, and as I said, you got to get your meat off the seat. Something we'll talk and about. Like the, you used to get the jelly off the belly, right? I get you. Hey, you remember that, huh? I remember when they when you when I first got on the show with you. You said, "Get the jelly off your belly." <laughs> yeah, because I, and we uh, and the, you know what the uh, cryo chamber and the LipoLite uh, LED six hundred thirty five nanometer dust just makes those uh, uh, fast cells collapse. So you're right. That's how we came up with that. <laughs> We're going to talk next year when Dr. I'm going to have Dr. Ron on the show because he has a great diet going on in his practice now with, that concerns intermittent fasting. And because words mean a lot to people, he just calls it a, a, a window, a window of a day. We we try and go like 12 hours without eating. Uh, great way to lose weight, and it sort of gets your insulin sensitivity back to where it should be, and. Even though we we know cholesterol is not the cause, it does go up when you have a lot of inflammation. When you have periods of intermittent fasting, uh, the the bad cholesterol levels they do go down, and and a lot of researchers say it is a life extender. Uh, because the idea is that when your body isn't busy digesting food or trying to eliminate toxins, and instead goes into a fasting state, it switches off and lets the cells repair themselves and create new stem cells. So uh, intermittent fasting benefits for shorter periods of time. You, know, you don't have to go for, for, for days without eating. Just a, you know, three, four days a week maybe where you don't eat for a 12 to 16-hour stretch. And, you know, if you have your last meal at 9 o'clock at night, uh, you know, you're eating sometime uh, afternoon the following day, it's doable. And keep moving after work, ladies and gentlemen. When you get home, just don't plop yourself in front of the television. Okay, and you and that that and you don't want to watch too much TV. You don't want to binge on that because it keeps keeps your meat on the seat. And and <laughs> something that you want to surround yourself with friends. All right, friends and family might drive you nuts, but they could be they could help you live longer. Because a Harvard happiness study found that strong, meaningful social connections and relationships are the keys to happy lives. Okay, if your friends are far away, yeah, consider using Facebook or other social networks. 
but it's important to stay connected to your friends and be a lifelong learner. In fact, uh, this is really important, uh, and and I'll talk a little bit more about this, especially regarding my father yesterday. My father's pretty sharp. He's in his 101st year, still uses a computer. He does email, Skype, he does everything. But yesterday he uh, was with his great-grandkids, and they was using a computer game. Uh, and, geez, the, the more he did it, the better he got at it. And uh, don't today, doesn't an article come out? In fact, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, the title of the article is Keeping Your Mind Sharp with 3D Games. I'll, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more. I mean, if the big pharmaceutical companies uh, could figure out uh, how to how – to, uh, Use a 3D games into a pill. Uh, they would t- they would buy PlayStation, but anyway, it's really uh, it, that really uh, improved, and we're going to get him interested again in being a learner of 3D games. But always want to learn something new. Okay, you want to read. Uh, a simple thing like volunteering, giving back feels good. Uh, University of Michigan study found that folks who volunteer with selfless motivations live longer. You know, it can't hurt. Go to church if you're so religious. Church-going people live longer. Okay, simple things you can do, and, and then eat eat properly. Anything there that that I upset anybody with, Doctor Dan? Let me see. Um, oh, another thing that might be good would be journaling. You could keep a, a book on your bed with whatever else you keep there, and. Uh, when you get up in the morning, write down how you feel, or when you go to bed at night, write down the things that that happen during the day. Write down the things that bother you, or the things that are make you feel good. And when you get done doing that, maybe you can say a few prayers if you like, if you're religious, and uh, and you'll and you'll fall asleep. This is what I do. I try to anyway. I don't always make it. Sometimes I fall asleep ahead of time. <laughs> But journaling is a good thing, and it keeps your brain sharper. Anything you can do, games, um, like the computer games, even the old games, you play Monopoly or, or, or Scrabble or uh, checkers, chess. If you like chess, very intelligent well, me, game. Make your brain Dan, smarter. Let me tell you, let me tell you what uh, researchers at the University of Montreal found, because it, 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 it was contrary to what I thought it said uh, some of the clients, age 55 to 75, were asked to take piano lessons. Others were selected to play a 3D video game for 30 minutes a day. And they were, and the game they played was Super Mario. Now, you would yep. think, like you and I just have talked about that, learning a complex activity such as playing the piano would stimulate your brain more than chasing a cartoon plumber. But you know what? Right. They didn't. Only the people no, who played please. Super Mario showed any real changes. They performed better on cognitive tests, and they showed improved short-term memories. Plus, MRI showed an increase in gray matter volume in parts of their brain. And gray matter volume decreases and is so closely associated with memory loss. So, you know, I mean, that, that, that was contrary to what I would have said, too. I would say we're learning a foreign language or playing the piano, uh, but... Playing Super Mario was better than both of those because, and then they, of course, they have the reason stimulates the hippocampus or certain areas of the brain where 
that represent men, men, the mental agility. But it's really important uh, that you you know maybe put these these in in our, in our life and they're not just for children. I'm not playing the piano anymore. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Get Mario. You can do both. You can do both. Yeah, both is right. Because they they so, say yeah, if, you, if you learn a, if you learn a new instrument, let's say you play piano. Well, m- maybe you want to try the harmonica or the ukulele or something else. If you try something okay. new, it'll it'll stimulate your brain. It'll 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 make your brain learn new things. I think that's and good but, too. Yeah, it is. But now we have to add 3D gaming to this because neurosurgeon uh, Ezreal Cornell. It's K-O-R-N-E-L. Mm-hmm. It says, just picking up a game and, fi- and fiddling around with it for, for, for a few minutes won't do the trick. You have to play long enough to get better at it. Anytime the brain is in learning mode, new synapses are forming between neurons. These create thousands of new connections. You can apply them to other tasks as well. So, you know, uh, I would have, uh, before I read this this morning from the University of Montreal, I would have agreed 100% with you. I would have said the exact same thing. But research shows, uh, you know, these, these, these 3D games are uh, important. 3D right. games in 3D. Yeah, like 3D, 3D, yeah. Yeah, not, not, just, uh, not just regular games. You, you no, not just games. Computer games, and you got to get good at it. You got to get better at it. You can't just play okay. it. And say that's it. You got to do it to, with the idea that you can improve. Is that um, thing you put on your head over your glasses or whatever it is? Is that one of those computer type games you put over you know, the Galaxy or over the iPhone or whatever it is that you put on? I don't know, but I'm thinking it is. I'm going to find out after reading this. When I go see my grandkids again, I'm going to sit in that chair they have and let them tell me what they're doing. Yeah, because someone in our family got that for Christmas. Really? And they said it's really fantastic. You see phenomenal things. Maybe that's part of the same idea. I, I don't know, personally. That's well, amazing. Anyway, that's just, just, just good information to have out there. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't right. hurt. We can try um, it anyway. Exactly, and then one other thing, we 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 have people with Parkinson's disease that listen to this program, and there's a, another great article uh, about Parkinson's disease besides taking the right medication, and uh, it's called the Change of Arc. It, patients uh, are advised to make sure they keep moving. They discovered in this study that strenuous a strenuous workout could bring. The progression of symptoms to a screeching halt. So as much as mm. Parkinson patients don't like to stay active, they, they, it's not part of their brain, but they have to do it. After six months, the patients who had done the most strenuous form of exercise practically hit the brake on their Parkinson's. Man, I mean, mm. go run on a treadmill four times a week then. You know, if it's going to stop your Parkinson's disease, get off your meat. Get your meat off the seat. The strenuous yeah. exercise improved their conditions better than light exercise did for another group of Parkinson patients. And not exercising regularly not only didn't improve the third group's condition, but those who didn't exercise actually continued to deteriorate and had worse symptoms. I mean, what hmm. else can I say? I mean, it's, it's right Get there. Moving. Get moving. Get moving. Yeah. 
get that body going no, no matter what. Even if you have to walk around the pool <laughs> like I do sometimes. Well, well that's good, but again, they said a high inten- more high intensity, like running on a treadmill four times a week. Put the brakes on Parkinson's disease. Oh. Yeah, you, you do that and, and limit your grains and sugar uh, that prevents insulin spikes. You might you may have a way of, of, of halting Parkinson's disease and the symptoms that come from it. So, uh, that's fantastic. I get, yeah, I mean it was a good study, and uh, you know, but you don't you don't hear this stuff any other place, Doctor Dan. You know, you don't nope. you don't hear it. But it's there, and the, the doctors have to keep have to tell their Parkinson patients. Get out and exercise. And I think uh, most insurances uh, cover that for Parkinson's. They cover a lot of therapy because they know people can live, live, live a better life. Mm-hmm. And please, let's, let's, let's hope back the insurance covering more than we need. Okay. The genetically modified foods. I mean, the reactions to genetically modified foods and, and corn are just crazy. Okay, there's a book out there called The World According to Monsanto. If you have a chance, you might want to read it. Uh, and because Monsanto has this genetically modified junk in, in all over the world now, and uh, this glyphosate, gentlemen, just killing us. I'm not going to go into that today because we have talked about it, but it causes dysbiosis, which means it can. It, uh, it's a digestive tract. It, Cause imbalances in the microbial and the and the bacteria in your digestive tract, and it can lead to bel- belching, bloating, burning. A lot of people have flatulence and belching and bloating, and a lot of it is caused by the darn chemicals and the genetically modified uh, food we're eating. And uh, you just sometimes you just don't realize it. Okay, yep. uh, right, Doctor Dan. We've talked about this over the year. About um, Monsanto. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we try to keep Monsanto off of everything possible in this house, but you're going to get it anyway because of the houses next door use it. Yeah, but you got to do the best. So you how can do you run, run from it? You got to go well, buy you do a ranch. The best you, can. <laughs> you go buy a ranch somewhere with acres and acres in Texas, <laughs> and then you won't have any get away from it. That's a little impossible for most people. I can't do it. All right. Let's see where we are here. We are at uh, four minutes to go. It's incredible. It's just it's flying by, Dr. Dan. Time flies. It's amazing. You know what? Let's just talk about a few foods I had written down that you should probably never eat. And uh, the first one is going to raise a lot of, lot of eyebrows, fruit juice. Right. When you sit down and, and drink an eight-ounce glass of orange juice, you're consuming the juice of four medium-sized oranges in seconds, or maybe a few minutes at most. Huh? Mm-hmm. Just think how long it would take you to eat four oranges, and you and maybe you can see how eating fruit in its whole form is better than drinking fruit juice. Just throwing it out there. Because you get the fiber with it too. If you eat the yeah, uh, and you get you chew it itself. And if you and just take the juice, out. sugar. Yeah, fructose. Am I right? Yeah. Fructose, too no much fructose. fructose. If you just drink all that juice. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit today. Atlantic salmon and other farm fresh, farmed fish like tilapia. 
They say eating tilapia is worse than eating bacon. But, uh, of course, bacon is not that bad. But tilapia is all farm-raised in Vietnam. Horrible fish. Horrible, horrible fish. So, yeah, I don't uh, eat it anymore since I found out about it. Don't touch it. You know, and, and another food that people think is really healthy, and it is not, is microwave popcorn. Because oh, you don't know yeah. what the heck's in it. The microwave bags are coated with uh, Teflon, right, perfluorochemicals, right. right? And we know that's connected to cancer. There's another chemical in there called diacetyl. That's fake butter. That can cause lung disease. So uh, put that on your list of, of uh, foods to avoid, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, margarine. I don't know anybody needs margarine anymore. Do you, Dan? No, no, I never eat margarine. Do you know people uh, if I have do any that butter at all, I I tell the I tell the restaurant to bring me real butter on the side, not not no margarine. Uh-uh. Margarine's poison. No good. Uh, you know what? Hydrogenated. Yeah, and we got to at least start being careful of how much shrimp we eat because there's more and more articles I'm seeing that how it can reduce sperm count in men and shrimp farm pond waters are treated with neurotoxic chemicals. In fact, Food and Water Watch notes that rotenone is a chemical used to kill off fish living in ponds before it's stocked with shrimp. If inhale, inhaled, it can cause respiratory paralysis, and it's been linked to Parkinson's in mice. So maybe shrimp we should have to talk more about and do a little bit more research on that. I thought I heard lately that shrimp was healthy for you, no? Well, it looks, looks like from what I'm reading, the, the articles that I'm getting sent to me, is that most of it is mm. farm rates. Oh, and there you go. shrimp farm pond waters are, are horrible. Yeah, they put shrimp everything in that water. You don't know why. Yeah, they're stuck all kinds right. of compounds. They because they got to kill the mollusks. Before stocking up with the shrimp, and, uh, and, and it can make Oceana, you sterile, huh? Well, there's a company out there called Oceana. They found that 25% of shrimp samples labeled as wild or presumed to be wild, they're sometimes called Gulf shrimp, were actually farm-raised. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Nope. Not good at all. Of course, at my age, I'm not worried about the sterility, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Well, your name's not Harvey. No, not Harvey. Well, Doctor Dan, I'm glad, you know. As I said, you, you, you told in the beginning we didn't really uh, talk prior to today because I didn't realize I'd have a co-host. Because uh, I told everybody, including you and Doctor Jerry, to take a couple weeks off. But there's just so much stuff out there, Doctor Dan. We, you know, if we don't get it out. Even though we may have a decreased listener base over the holidays, it's still on the internet. It's still archivable, and people can can look it up. So, uh, I'm going to be back next week after in the new year, and uh, with with. You going to be on the second then? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I just have too much of my too much literature on my desk. To, you know, I want to talk about activated charcoal. I want to talk about N-acetylcysteine. Uh, and maybe we'll talk a little little bit uh, uh, about theobromine, something to, just just think about that. Theobromine is in chocolate, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll talk more about that. Um, 
bromine, okay? Charcoal, cysteine, and theobromine. I think so, Doctor Dan. I think uh, we plus any anything that comes up during the week that that could be of interest to us. And if you have any chocolate, you don't want just send it my way. I'll hear it for you. We have to talk a little bit about Wi-Fi. Oh boy, that's everywhere. How do you avoid Wi-Fi? It's just everywhere. Well, it's all over the universe. Just traveling left and right. We have to talk about it. I know it's bad. Uh, we, you can't we run away from it. Magnetic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's well, your magnetic field, uh, like you were about to say. You got them in your phone. You have them in your TV. You have them in, in everything in the house. Where, where do you go? Well, what do you do? We're going to talk about ways that, that that you can help the situation. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, and during that conversation, we should talk about smart meters again too. Because smart meters are a constant source of uh, Wi-Fi in, in that nobody's asking for. You know, just keep setting. You mean the uh, ones outside, like the electric meters? Yeah, exactly. They're really okay, not smart. They're dumb meters. They're, they, they can they can influence our sleep patterns and uh, our brains don't detoxify. So uh, we'll talk about ways to re- uh, remedy that. Doctor Dan, thank you. Hour just and, boom, flown by. Yeah, you, you did. Uh, I guess you didn't get my phone call. I did call you earlier today to to check, but 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 that's all right. I said I'm going to get on just the same and see what happens. Excellent. And there you are. Great. It worked, worked out, out great, great, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here. This is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, Dr. Ron and Dr. Dan today. I hope you learned something. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Our email is docron at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. Let us know what you think, docronradio at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. I do put, try and post something every day regarding your health. And um, now I'm on Instagram, Dr. Dan. Oh, boy, you're on everything. Sure. We're doing Instagram every day, and uh, things are working out good. Twitter, who knows? Maybe maybe that's my way of keeping my brain young. Yeah, well, that, that's the idea, and uh, I want to wish everyone a, a healthy and happy and holy new year to you and your family and, to, and uh, to Dr. Jerry, who isn't on today, and all the people who are listening in. And... Uh, uh, D- don't don't say I'm going to make these um, these these special uh, things I'm going to do for, for the uh, new year. What are they called? I I, I can't New Year's resolutions. Resolu- forget about resolutions. Do what you hear on. Do what you hear that's healthy, like the the food, the exercise, you know, the, the reading, uh, games, the things that will make your brain. Smarter and make you live longer. That's that's my that's my recommendation for the new year because we never we never we never follow our resolutions. Eventually we just they just break down and we do something else. So a happy and holy new year to everyone. Okay, everyone, happy new year. May it be filled with health, happiness, and uh, all the money that you can possibly need. And we will see you next year. 4 o'clock on Tuesday the 2nd. Have a great week. Sounds good.
Dr. Ron, and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on BlogTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.